jazzguitarlessons.net improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher podcast number 22 on teaching mentoring showing stuff to other however you call it so welcome to the 22nd podcast uh, there's a wind of cha- a wind of change on jazzguitarlessons.net recently um, the first aspect is that it is now a completely fully functional wordpress blog as contrary to being an html static website so that Change happened around March, and also there's a new store where you can find all sorts of instructional products that used to be, you know, a bit all over the place on the website. Now they're all in one place in the Jazz Guitar store. So the podcast also has been revamped. Now you can listen to this. You are probably listening to this from the podcast page, straight on the page in the player. Looks nice. You know, everything is moving forward. And um, speaking of teaching, because that's the today's topic, right? It's going to be a short podcast. We are going to, well, I am going to discuss how teaching and mentoring and showing stuff to other people is tremendously helpful to your jazz guitar progress. In fact, it applies to any area of life. But now, because we're we're talking about jazz guitar, of course, that's what we're doing, right? Um, So speaking of the devil, I dedicated most of the year 2014 to jazzguitarlessons.net, so it's kind of new to me. You know, I've been doing this and that and doing gigs and playing professionally, and believe it or not, I even went back to school to become um, a a stats guy, statistics, statistician, uh, even if it's very hard to pronounce. And uh, I realized that doing the teaching thing full-time, because now I have tons of students and I just, that's all I do. I realized that it's kind of a it's kind of a selfish endeavor in a way because everything I learned um, and that I have to show to other people scales, arpeggios, song, and chords, and this and that I have to learn it deeper myself. So that's the first takeaway. Whatever you do, whenever you teach stuff to other people, it makes you learn it deeper. So mentoring is a powerful way to learn for yourself. And um, so while you are the teacher, you are still the pupil, you are still the student. So um, the, so once again, guess what's happening in, on the website on jazzguitarlessons.net since 2009? I just wanted to learn these things deeper, so I just started to spread the word and say, hey guys, here's a scale position. I don't know what I'm doing, but you know, learn it. And um, speaking of this, it reminds me of, um, there's a recent project on the jazzguitarlessons.net store which is called Solo Excursion, uh, Solo Excursions, sorry. I'm not the author, but Ananda, uh, the author, is taking solos, recorded jazz guitar solos by masters, you know, Wes Montgomery, Jim Hall, Ed Bickert, and she's doing that, taking a solo, transcribing it, that's one hell of a job, you know, it's a big, <laughs> it's a big thing you gotta do, but then she's extracting lessons and exercises and assignments. She's telling you, not only do you learn the solo and check it out, look at the licks, but here's how to go further. And guess what? Guess what's happening with her playing, with her perspective on these solos? She's learning a whole lot because she has to go further than just learning it for herself. So same thing for me. I looked at the magazine. It's an e-magazine, by the way. It's incredible. Just go check it out. And whenever I flick through it, I'm like, all right, what if I had to teach this to, to somebody on Skype? Now, you know, this is the Jim Hall lick on Stella by Starlight. He's doing this diminished thing, but how do you approach that? How do you, you, how do you show the building blocks to say, you know, this is how he built the licks? That, that's really where the juice is, I find. Um, 
So you see, to, to, to come back to what I was saying earlier, I spent about two years in the past, in the past little while, so say uh, between 2012, 2014, a little before that, and I studied mathematics at the undergrad level uh, in university because I wanted to, to do statistics, right? I, I thought that, that this would be the cure-all and all solution to all my life, but guess what? Still here, music chose me and uh, not the other way around, right? So in math, uh, whenever I would take course that would require a degree of reflection, there's a complexity within the mathematics that we're learning in school, right, in university. Uh, I would try to do like group study and be with people and try to explain things, even if I was just on the verge, not even completely master like masterfully explaining it like some of my virtuosos teachers would go and show these indefinite integrals and whatever applied probabilities I, even if i would i was not at that phd level i would take fellow students and go hey man did you, you remember last class we talked about this and that and that what about you just talk talk about it around a beer or a sandwich and it will help me tremendously so it's an it's a habit that i started very early in my life personally and uh, I strongly encourage you, encourage you to do the same. Uh, my early teaching got started when I was around 15 years old. You know, I went door to door with my little pamphlet. I would put this in mailbox, like walking, you know, my shoes and just have these pho photocopies in my neighborhood and just go like, hey, man, you want guitar lessons? I, I know how to strum chords, right? Can I sh show you stuff and maybe give me 12 bucks an hour, right? So... How strumming, uh, that's when I discovered how strumming a C chord and quarter notes in your living room is much easier than strumming it in front of somebody else first, like performing, and it's much more challenging to show it to another person um, because this person comes with his own background, uh, difficulties with the guitar, you know, it's a physical thing, you have to teach posture. Um, so it was a very interesting experience. So when I moved to Montreal and and when I studied jazz full-time, I started to, you know, do my studies, do gigs and jam sessions, and started to acquire students along the way. I thought in a music school that was associated with a music store, you know, the, the usual deal, it's your, um, the second floor, on the, on the, the floor that nobody goes to, everybody shops for guitars, and they never go there, except if you buy a guitar and they tell you, hey, you have five lessons for free, now you can learn to play your G and C and F, and... So anyways, I was uh, sitting in a small cubicle in a small room for about 15 to 20 hours per week. So seeing the same people over and over, having to teach them the things that they wanted and adjusting my strategy to fit their personalities, uh, because there's mo more than one way to show the exact same material to different people, right? And I think that's where... As a musician, as a jazz guitarist, you get to see the different perspectives of the same things. Sure, you might know this or that, like you might know your 251 in the key of C major, but imagine if you sit down with 10 different people each week and you have to show them the same stuff, but you have to adopt a different strategy, you have to take it from a different angle every time. So I would always start with my basic, uh, which I still do. I don't have many beginners, like very, very beginner students, but I do sometimes. And I'd start with a warm-up with um, a book that looks too easy, but that's incredible. It's called A Dozen a Day. They do it for piano, but there's a guitar edition. So I call those my warm-ups. Then I'd use modern method. Yes, the modern method, the Berkeley one. 
And then I'd go through songs of warm-up, modern method, and songs. What songs do you want to play, kid? Uh, and then we adjusted accordingly, right? We adjusted to, oh, this guy wants to play more Guns N' Roses and not the Beatles. And this other lady needs to spend a fair amount of time just doing the warm-ups because the F chord hurts the tip of her fingers. You know, this, this type of stuff was incredible for my learning. Even at a level where I would be performing the Jazz Fest and stuff, just sitting down there and being with the people would help you. Well, first it helps your patience and humility, but also it helps you ingrain musical topics much deeper. Uh, and lastly, uh, I have to tell you about this. I had to teach kids also in a private school, private grade school. So imagine from age eight to 12, approximately, start from a blank slate. These kids, they, they've never played anything except the xylophone or the recorder. And then they walk to you and they're blank slate and uh, the teachers there went, you know, we want Suzuki method. You play the Suzuki classical method, twinkle, twinkle. And you, you learn, you learn more about yourself than you teach really when you get in these kinds of situations. Plus the pay was nice. So when uh, you're, you know, you can support your art by having good teaching gigs. That's always a, a plus. So highly recommended. If you do this last word of advice, you do this teaching to kids one word posture make sure the whole that they hold the guitar properly and that the, the angle of the neck is fine and that the wrist is not too you know anchored somewhere and there's several problems look at that and you'll see then a few weeks later you'll realize how bad your posture was and then you'll start correcting for this Good, so that's it for podcast 22 there's more on the way so visit the website at jazzguitarlessons.net you can also now visit the store at jazzguitarlessons.usefedora.com. That's use fedora as in a fedora hat. And uh, I will see you soon on the website, jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher. Take care.